Welcome back to Lost in Thought. My name is Alex Hamo, and today I'm going to be talking about Jordan Peterson and how it is that this Canadian clinical psychologist is still relevant in 2023. In November of last year, I actually went to see Jordan Peterson. I went to one of his events. He sold out Rod Laver Arena in Melbourne, Australia, was, I think, a crowd of 18,000 people there to see this guy talk about self-help, Dostoevsky, Russian literature, Carl Jung, and all of this other stuff. Now, I was there not because I'm a fan of Jordan Peterson, but because I wanted to interview his fans and try and acquaint myself or get a better understanding of why this person is so important to so many different kinds of people. Before I go any further, I should introduce you to Jordan Peterson. So who exactly is this guy? Well, he's a Canadian clinical psychologist who was a lecturer at Harvard for a while, who rose to prominence in late 2016 after he opposed a bill. Jordan Peterson took issue with the legislation insofar as he viewed it as something that was going to turn Canada into a totalitarian state because it was going to detract from freedom of speech by turning the failure to use pronouns into a crime. Um, And all kinds of people thought that Jordan Peterson's response was, you know, came from a place of deep misunderstanding of what the legislation sought to do. Um, but in any case, he seemed his views seemed to resonate with many people, and he became a kind of figure on the right who opposed kind of liberal progressive ideas and uh, around gender and identity. Uh, and this has kind of remained to be a core feature of his presence on the internet. However, over the past few years, he's become a lot more than a critic of gender identity and has become one of the world's kind of most prominent public figures. Um, He's released a self-help book, which was a bestseller and is kind of constantly touring the world uh, and talking about how to make your life better, how to clean your room, how to be a better person. However, all of these things are kind of wrapped in his politics. And that's why I find him interesting because a lot of people seem to think they can just take the instructive self-help lessons from this person but i don't believe that's possible i think that you can't just pick and choose from someone when everything is threaded with a political statement as it is in the case of jordan peterson so the first topic i wanted to talk about was jordan peterson's relationship to self-help so i'll begin by asking a question what is the issue with jordan peterson's self-help First of all, I don't think he has been able to separate his self-help from his politics. They seem to be one and the same. He tells you to clean his room, and why does he do that? Because he believes that in today's society we are so chronically alienated that we are alone and therefore have to look after ourselves and only ourselves. I don't think this is a true or fair representation of what society looks like because we are not alone. We live in a society with other people, and maybe... Those other people don't agree with our political views, but that doesn't mean that we're alone. And so I believe that Jordan Peterson's response to this situation is to encourage people to focus on themselves and to kind of neglect the external world. He consistently talks about perfecting your own life as something that must come before going outside and helping others. And I think this is so deeply inaccurate. I don't think it's true that you're unable to help people unless your room is in immaculate order or unless your diet is perfect or unless 
you're able to bench press 250 kilos or whatever it is. And I think to some degree, it's helpful for certain people to have their room in order and to have their things neat and organized and to have a schedule. But really, I don't think this is going to tell us anything about how well you're going to be able to serve others in the world. And this is where I draw issue with Jordan Peterson's self-help, because I believe that he encourages people to turn inwards to the point where they forget about the rest of the world or where they convince themselves that they are actually unable to help. Jordan Peterson's self-help is so much about self-help that it neglects helping others. And I really believe this is a core part of his political philosophy. And I really believe that this is a core issue with the way that he encourages people to change their lives because he's focusing way too much on the individual level. And I think we can see this in the conflict between him and progressives because it doesn't seem like he has any way to engage with progressives apart from trolling and insulting and I don't think progressives have a way to engage with him either apart from trolling and insulting and this is why I'm trying to do something different and not just troll but actually listen which is why I went to the Jordan Peterson event a few months back and interviewed people. Secondly what does it mean for Jordan Peterson to be so appealing to disenfranchised young men? Now I need to note something. When I attended Jordan Peterson's event in Melbourne a few months ago, I was really surprised by the kinds of people who were there because it wasn't just disenfranchised looking young men. There were all kinds of people. Part of me believes that the online community which support Jordan Peterson are a lot more raucous and troublesome than the fans who actually go and see him in real life. And I think this is something that I only learned very recently. I seem to conflate both of them, but I don't think that's a very good thing to do because I don't think it's true. It seems like a lot of the people who would actually go to see him in person aren't extremely radicalized people, but they're just people who claim that he has changed their life. And so they're grateful for this, which of course is something that one should be grateful for. Now, I think it's really important to focus on his appeal to disenfranchised young men because I believe his approach to the world actually targets and preys on the vulnerability of disenfranchised people because he tells them, you have a place in this world and I'm going to be the person who articulates your voice. I'm going to be the person who makes you feel like you are heard and held. And I really don't think that he is a good person to be filling that gap. And while it's true that Jordan Peterson is a clinical psychologist who received training at some very esteemed universities around the world and also lectured at Harvard, it's also true that he's a very unstable person. You know, he goes on Joe Rogan's podcast and essentially tries to deny climate change. He had very firm views against mask wearing and against the lockdowns and all of this kind of stuff, which, you know, probably comes from some weird libertarian perspective. But ultimately, I think, but ultimately, I think this displays his emotional instability and his inability to follow the most basic premises of his book. Try and regulate your emotions and try not to say things that aren't founded. And so, yeah, I think that when I piece these two things together, Jordan Peterson's kind of very puzzling self-help and also his attempt to capitalize on the isolation of vulnerable people make him into quite, you know, an astonishing public figure because there's someone who's doing this extremely effectively and who is turning it into a very successful business model and who's able to funnel his politics through his self-help and this kind of thing. 
but at the same time it makes him quite a scary public figure because it doesn't seem like he is a stable person whose teachings people should be basing their lives around. Now I'm going to be releasing a number of podcasts on Jordan Peterson. I'm also releasing a documentary on him which is going to come out on January the 13th. So this is part of a number of different works that I'm doing. It's incomplete. It's open to criticism and feedback. You know where to find me on TikTok at Alex Hamo, on Instagram at Alex Hamo, or my email contact at alex.co. Anyway, thanks for listening and I'll see you in the next episode of Lost in Thought.